The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, everybody. You'll notice it's me, Ryan Wilson, along with John Breach. And who is missing? Uh, Will Brinson, because he thought on the most important day of the offseason after the draft, which is obviously Breach's most important day, the scheduled release, he would go on a vacation to Georgia in a gas shortage. How you doing, Johnny? Uh, I'm wondering how Brinson got to Georgia, because there's no gas in this country. And I'm wondering why he took the week off. Well, this would be like me skipping. This would be like you skipping the draft. This would be right. like Ryan Wilson, who covers the draft, saying, guys, I'm actually going to take a vacation the week of the draft. That is what Brinson is doing. Uh, and so we have replaced him with this bow tie. <laughs> that's your lucky. Uh, that's your lucky. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the time of year. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Bow tie. That's your lucky St. Patrick's Day bow tie. So on this episode, the schedule release reaction, of course. Sands Brinson for week one to holiday games, international games, and more in the feed. And this is, I beg you to go listen to this. Go listen to it and then go look at the Instagram feed of it and then read the comments. Pete Prisco on why he hates Tim Tebow to the Jaguars. So Pete talked about, you know, Pete, longtime Jacksonville resident, longtime Jacksonville radio host. He now lives in South Florida. Uh, he still has a uh, unmitigated hatred of all things Tebow, which is sort of funny and, and borders on, on the stalking. So go check that out. And also check out the Instagram feed with our social Pick 6 podcast. And coming up, a two-part mailbag with old Will Brinson. We had to do it four days early because, as I mentioned, he's on vacation and nowhere to be found. Um, what do you think Brinson does on vacation, Breach? Uh, I don't think it's appropriate for the podcast, so I can't say it out loud. But I'll say that he watches horse documentaries. That's like <laughs> that's, that's my number one guess for everything Brinson does. He, he plays tennis by himself, and then like 10 minutes a day, he hangs out with his family. <laughs> that, the best part guess. of Brentson being gone is that we can take shots at him and he can't do anything about it. <laughs> All right. So the schedule happened. Breach informs uh, me and Debo that he's been working since 6 a.m. Central time on 630. a 630 live blog. And he's just now wrapping things up. It is 1015 p.m. Eastern, 915 p.m. Central as we are doing this podcast. So Breach's fingers are all tired. So he gets to talk for a little bit. First things first, Breach, the opener, Cowboys at Buccaneers, Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady. Is that the best possible matchup we could have gotten? You know what? From like a TV viewership standpoint, I think the NFL said, look, we, we dealt with the pandemic last year. We want to get as many people watching this as possible. And you know how you do that? You put the Dallas Cowboys in the game. 
they're America's team. Sure, they don't win ever, and they probably don't deserve that name. But when it comes to drawing TV ratings, they really are America's team because they bring in the highest ratings. The highest rated regular season game last year uh, was the Cowboys-Washington Thanksgiving game. The year before that, I think Dallas was in three of the five highest rated games. So if you're the NFL and you want to start the year off with a bang, you put the Cowboys in there. Now, from like uh, what was the best matchup on paper? Probably not the best pick. I, I think I would have gone with the Bills. Uh, I thought that was, it could have been the Super Bowl. If the Bills had beaten the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, it could have been Bills, Buccaneers, and Tampa. So I thought that would have made the most sense. I think a Jameis Winston revenge game would have been a lot of fun. I mean, can you imagine Jameis Winston against the Buccaneers in the opener? And Tom Brady is playing a team that he went 0-2 against in the regular season last year. And the Saints are trying to get revenge from the playoff game that they lost in January and the quarterback who lost in the game by throwing three interceptions isn't there. And the guy who threw a 56 yard touchdown pass is because James Winston threw one. It'd be amazing. Uh, and the other part, how many, but let me ask you how many times does Tampa Bay, does the, the saints and James Winston have to play that game in Tampa Bay for it to be a, a game in which James Winston gets his revenge though. I mean, like probably like 75, but you know, that it only takes one out of 75, any given Sunday, any given Thursday. The only thing I will say though, is I w- the only reason the Cowboys surprised me here is because Dak Prescott suffered a devastating injury. I mean, his ankle snapped and the bone was sticking out of the skin. I mean, this was, it, it, he said it was like Alex Smith's injury, except that, you know, Alex Smith's injury got infected and, and went he sideways. Had good that was the difference. Well, right. But Dak Prescott still suffered a devastating injury. And so if I'm the Cowboys, I mean, we saw what the Buccaneers did to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Uh, if I'm the Cowboys, I don't want Dak Prescott taking hits from that defense in week one. I'm trying to play like the Eagles or the Giants. Jesus. I am not trying. I know. I'll Debo out five minutes <laughs> to the podcast. I'm not trying to play the Buccaneers. So I'm Jerry Jones. I'm saying NFL, don't don't put us in week one. I'll put a fleas tick on your butt if you put us in week one. That is a terrible Jerry Jones accent. Uh, we need we need Brinson here for the Jerry Jones yeah. accent. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that from a TV viewership standpoint, it was the right decision from the matchup standpoint. I think they could have done a little bit better. So here's the thing. And you wrote about this breach. This is what you do every off season. 2021 NFL strict, the schedule rankings for all 32 teams heading to the NFL's inaugural 17 game season. That is a, an all timer breach headline, which will garner all sorts of uh, hits through search. But you do this every year, even during the, uh, the 16 game schedule and, and you rank every team's schedule. Uh, based on based on strength of schedule and, and probably other things that you are proprietary information. But the Cowboys have the 31st easiest schedule, 29th of the Buccaneers. So even if the Cowboys in that defense, which is suspect, and they drafted a ton of guys on defense, which should make them better, don't find a way to win that game. In, in your opinion, they're probably in, in relatively good shape, uh, given that they're in a terrible division and their schedule is relatively easy. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I would say the Cowboys are in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, here's the problem with the Cowboys that I would be a little bit worried because even though they have, uh, you, so the, the strength of schedule is based on wins and losses from last year. Uh, you know, and like it's not the end all be all. Some people hate strength of schedule, some people like it. You can do strength of schedule with uh, Vegas win totals, but you know, there's no like no perfect, accurately way of measuring this now. That being said, even though the Cowboys would on paper seem to have an easier schedule, they do open the season with two games on the road. There's only four teams in the NFL that have to play their first two games on the road. The Cowboys are one of them. The Broncos, Vikings, and 49ers the other. And the thing about that is if you start your season 0-2, that's a huge hole, you know? So, And don't forget, we were actually having conversations, and Jerry Jones put his foot down, but we were talking about is Mike McCarthy going to be one and done last year 
because of how poorly they played. Yes, Dak Prescott hurt, but it, it seemed like Mike McCarthy said a lot of and did a lot of the right things during his one year hiatus after Aaron Rodgers got fired. And then he didn't do any of those things that he said he was going to do once the, you know, the he got hot in the kitchen, so to speak. Yeah. And so what happens if he jumps out of the gate and starts 0-2? Because no one's going to be surprised if they lose to the Buccaneers. Then you have to turn around and go to Los Angeles and play the Chargers in week two. And sure, the stadium is going to be 90% Cowboys fans because the Chargers don't have enough fans to fill the stadium. But, you know, like on paper, Chargers are a pretty good team. And it's not really inconceivable that the Cowboys start 0-2, staring down Philly in week three. And all of a sudden, if you lose that, I mean, then... The, way, the wheels fall off the wagon, Wilson. That's so what here's there. the thing. I think Super Bowl hangovers in general apply, even if it's a lazy journalism thing. And I think I saw the spread as minus six and a half Tampa Bay. I could be wrong. Minus six, somewhere in that range. I feel like the Cowboys have no chance of winning this game because of Tom Brady. <laughs> Do you disagree with that? No, I don't. I, I don't think, you know, the Cowboys, if they're going to be able to say it, it's because they're offensive high powered. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball in the Buccaneers defense. And Brady wants every game is the Super Bowl to him at this point. Like <laughs> right. there was literally a quote from yesterday or, or today or in the past 48 hours where he said he's worried about what's going to happen with like when his career ends. He's not sure what the next chapter of his life. He wants to play football as long as possible. And when you're 44, every game could be your last game. And that's how he's going to play. So Danny Cannell, our buddy at CBS Sports HQ, tweeted this out. Um, he's actually he was on Mad Dog Sports Radio. He tweeted this out on on Wednesday. He thinks Buccaneers Patriots in Week Four is the greatest NFL matchup of all time. Name one better. You can't. Danny tweeted, and of course, Prisco, our other colleague uh, who we love, said what? <laughs> like he could he couldn't believe that that was the all time best matchup ever. So so Pete wasn't buying it. I do love the matchup. I don't know if it's all-time best ever, but I do love the idea of week four, Tom has to go back to New England and face uh, Cam Jones, Mac, Mac Newton, whatever, whoever's out there, and a completely different upgraded Patriots team. What do you think about that week four matchup? I feel like the Patriots and Tom Brady – uh, excuse me, the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels to a lesser extent. I feel like they're going to win that game. You think the Patriots do? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I, I don't know that you can call a week four game the best. Of, you know, like I was just as excited for any Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the Buccaneers were yeah. scheduled to play the Chiefs last year in the regular season, and I was pumped for that game. So, uh, you know, it's not like the Patriots – you know, like Tom Brady is not out to get anyone on that roster. He's only out. Maybe he wants to get revenge on Belichick and McDaniels, but there's not enough guys left over. Like Cam Newton's the quarterback. Tom Brady doesn't care about Cam Newton. All Tom Brady cares about is winning another Super Bowl. And if the Patriots are in his way, he's going to bulldoze him over. What if Mac Jones is playing by that point? And it's basically the Spider-Man gift <laughs> meme where they're sort of looking at each other. Cause Mac Jones is Tom Brady 25 years ago. I would I want to see Tom Brady versus Mac Jones because I think that would be interesting because those are basically the same guy 20 years apart. So do what so what's the line for you on that game? Uh I mean a lot. Probably but whatever the Cowboys is probably similar four or five, maybe a little bit lower. But who's favored? The the Buccaneers. Oh, in New England. In New England. Wow. I, I think that You don't think so? Well, I think Bill Belichick, after going seven and nine last year, is very angry about that. They spent all that money. They 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 um signed every single available tight end as a free agent, and the only thing they didn't have in the draft was a quarterback. They got their guy in, in the draft, Mac Jones. 
I think this team is going to be completely different. I think this team is going to win the division breach. That's the that's, Patriots. I th- that's Ooh, where I'm at. Wilson I, making bold predictions on the podcast. A few glasses of wine to go crazy. So, that, all right, we'll that's have why Wilson's on the drink. Right, exactly. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Danny thinks it's the best matchup in, in human history. Pete disagrees. I think it's going to be fun. Either way, week four, also another huge matchup. I can't believe Danny didn't say this was the biggest matchup in human history. Trevor Lawrence and your Jaguars at Joe Burrow and the Bengals, baby. I, I do love the idea of one number one in 2020 versus this number one in 2021. Uh, the Bengals will be better. The Jaguars will be better. I'll start with this. Will Tim Tebow be on the roster in week four? Yes. He'll what? be on the practice squad. I'm going to give him practice squad spot. Do you think he would? Would he play in the practice squad? Uh, he wants to stay in the NFL. He will. Practice squad. Okay. All right. You don't so, go through all the trouble switch positions after you've been on the NFL for eight years and turn down a practice squad spot. Yeah. I don't like, I don't have the hatred of Tim Tebow that uh, Pete Prisco does. And in fact, I'm sort of fine with it. I like the the dramedy of it. Also in the same way that I like watching what happens with Aaron Rodgers and green Bay, but I don't know if he's going to be the roster in any capacity. I mean, he's not one of the best. How many, what's the, is the practice squad been expanded? So 53 on the, uh, on the, um, on the Sunday rosters and then an extra 12 or something. So what's that? 60, 65. Is he one of the best 65 players in Jacksonville right now? Uh, he doesn't have to be. He, he just has to be Urban Meyer's best friend. He lives three doors down from Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's not cutting him. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you get you get twelve players on the practice squad for the upcoming season. Wow, so. that's a good guess by me. Okay, so Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence at Bengals, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow should be fully recovered from the ACL, ready to go. They they drafted uh, a Carmen in the second round, so he'll play guard. They they have that that offensive line to be much better. Um, you know what's Bengals, funny? That's the only primetime game for both of those teams. That's it. The Bengals should win that game. One night game for Trevor Lawrence. One night game for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, w- I mean, of course, I'm going to say the Bengals should win that game, but who knows? I don't think um, the Jaguars' schedule is actually much better than the Jets' schedule. If you're looking for a rookie quarterback to have some success, so Jacksonville starts with Houston, Denver, Arizona, Cincinnati. So three. I mean, and one. it's not. Yeah, you're playing four teams that all finished 500 or below last year to start the season. I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is the real deal, 4-0, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying it's plausible. 3-1 and one is certainly plausible. Arizona, maybe you lose to Kyler Murray or whatever. But if Denver doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, they're not a good football team because Drew Locke is, is suspect, and that's just the reality of it. Houston, you might be the quarterback in week one for Houston. We don't know. They've called me several times already. <laughs> trying to work out a deal. Yeah. And then the Bengals, uh, like I said, the Bengals should win that game. It's in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow will be back, and he had a good start in his career before he got injured. But you just don't know how these teams are going to turn out. So uh, I think of the – I'm going to talk about this on HQ on Thursday morning. I think of the of the young quarterbacks who were expected to start, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence being those two. Trevor Lawrence has the easiest path to success early. So uh, you think the Bengals should win the game? I agree with you. Week five, here's another – game to keep an eye on bills at chiefs so my big concern with the bills last year was would josh allen show up in the big moments and he did every single week until they played kansas city and then you started to see signs of a little wear and tear but i thought josh allen still had earned the right to be considered a a legit franchise quarterback and um, he'll continue to have that right he'll get he i would imagine he will only get better but here's the thing for me 
the Bills had a great draft, but I think the Chiefs had a fantastic draft, and the Chiefs fixed the offensive line, which was their biggest issue as we all watched together at the Super Bowl. Is there any way in Week 5 that the Bills go into Arrowhead Stadium and win that game? No. <laughs> That's it. None. Because I watched the AFC Championship game. That game was not close at all. And the Chiefs have only gotten way better. The Bills, Bills have better too, though. The Bills, the got, Bills, Bills have gotten drafted, slightly better. Bills drafted two edge rushers with their first two picks. And, and the thinking, of course, is compete in the division, but also compete in the conference. So, if but you're so, getting, so they're depending on rookies. What yeah. the Chiefs do? They went in. Their biggest problem was their offensive line. They didn't get rookies. They got the best guard available, one of the best tackles available, are traded for a great, a good tackle, and uh, you know, signed Kyle Long. So, I mean, they just totally revamped their offensive line. I would pick the Chiefs by twenty-five points in that game right now. Wow, jeez, a pizza. You wouldn't even pick the Chiefs versus Bills, uh, the Bengals, excuse me, by 25 <laughs> points. 14 against the Bengals. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, I, I think that game could be close. Yeah, yeah not 25. I, th- I think it's – so I'm making that line at 7.5, and you're taking the over, clearly. Okay. I'm taking the over. Although I, think that, I, I think the point spread probably be a little bit closer. So, uh, then 7.5? Yeah. Do you like the – my um, hot take of the Patriots winning the division. Is that too hot for you? No, I, I think it's, I mean, we saw what they did this offseason. They were absolutely bonkers with free agency, uh, bringing guys in and, you know, Cam showed flashes last year. And if Cam Newton wins the starting job, and I don't think that is like, it's possible. And, and you let Mac Jones sit and have his little red shirt year. I don't think it's that crazy. I think the Patriots could win 10 games and, and maybe win the division. JLC talked about this a few weeks ago. After the draft, excuse me, um, week or so, but he thinks it's going to be a split situation where Cam has some some uh, snaps, obviously, but Mac Jones is going to be in there early and often. So we'll see. Week nine. So I'm going to say if Aaron Rodgers is still in the Packers in week nine, and he won't. Oh, be. oh, by the way, everyone who's listening, if you're wondering how we got from week four to week five to week nine, Ryan didn't add up five and four. We're just going down some of the the headline games. On the schedule right now. Yeah, we're hitting the big matchups. I'm sorry if I didn't say that. Debo identified these, and I'm just reading them. Uh, I'm like uh, Ron Burgundy. Just read whatever you put in front of me. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be there in week nine. If he is, I'm going to predict that the Packers travel to Airhead and beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Well, you know, what's funny about Cannell's statement is if Aaron Rodgers is on the team, I'm more excited about Rodgers versus Mahomes than the Buccaneers Patriots. No, that's a good point. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be this. So it's going to be Jordan Love and or my guy Blake Bortles. Bortles. Uh, so they signed Bortles. The Packers did on Wednesday, which I love. And, and Pete Prisco immediately tweeted, if you think that Bortles has anything to do with Aaron Rodgers, you're an idiot. <laughs> of course, I thought it had everything to do with Aaron Rodgers. So I guess that makes me an idiot. So Aaron Rodgers on the roster in week nine. What are his chances of beating the Chiefs? Uh, I like it. You know, he's a competitor. He doesn't like losing. And I... At the minimum, he's going to keep the Packers in that game. But you know what? He did Again, quit in that Chiefs, Buccaneers game. The Chiefs are going to win that game. That is all I have to say about that. So, okay. So, the spread is minus three and a half if Aaron Rodgers starts. What's the spread if Jordan Love starts? Uh, 20. <laughs> I think Jordan Love is going to be good. He's not going to be good enough to – you know what's funny also? Um I didn't do this. I did it sort of because I, I talked to one of Jordan Love's former teammates at Utah State who plays for the Chiefs, um, and he said he reminded him a little bit of Mahomes. So it could be Mahomes against baby Mahomes if Jordan Love uh, turns into the player that 
a few people. Well, you know what's funny is that like the reason I think the Chiefs are just going to be unbeatable. They went fourteen and one last year with their starters. You know, like I just don't know who's going to beat them. And you look at the Packers; these two teams played in twenty nineteen, and the Packers won thirty one twenty four. They scored a touchdown a little bit late in the fourth quarter to get the win. Uh, But you know what? Patrick Mahomes didn't even play, so they barely beat the Chiefs when Matt Moore was Kansas City's oh, starting quarterback. Right. So, like, about that. that's right. if you Patrick barely beat Matt Moore, you're not going to beat an offense run by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and here's the thing that, you know, as the draft guy, I think about. Are, is your team better after the draft than they were before? The Chiefs are a lot better. And I don't say that like I think they're a lot better now than they were before. Their defense got better. You talk about the offensive line. The Packers are not a lot better. They drafted a, a, a cornerback in round one. They went to round three to get a wide receiver, and they're going to lose their Hall of Fame quarterback. So, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so let's go on down to the big matchups. Another one that we're going to mention here, week 14. Josh Allen goes to Tampa Bay to visit Tom Brady. Ooh. Like, it, things are weird now because we're talking about 17-game schedule. So week 14 is a slightly different. It, it's not as late in the season as it usually has been. So I don't think it'll be a situation. And Brent, uh, uh, Breach, you always like to look forward to saying, how oh, teams are going to start sitting, guys. And you, you I, start- I, 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 I don't say that anymore because there's only one bye. So, like, usually if there's two buys, you know, if there's two buys per conference, the top seed will clinch a buy and can rest people. But now there's only one buy per conference. It's a lot harder to get to that point. Okay, good. So I have to, I have to defend why are you asking in week nine why these teams are sitting. <laughs> exactly, players. exactly. So Bill's at Bucks. I think Josh Allen and, and my guy Sean McDermott can, can make something happen there. Uh, my only concern, one of my concerns is that, Last year, the Buccaneers started slow, and I think that was a function of Tom Brady getting accustomed to Byron Leftwich and, and, and PA system. But then once he got accustomed, it was all systems go, and there was no – it was really hard to, to slow that team up, even when Tom Brady threw his three interceptions against the Packers in the playoffs. They, they still find a way to win. So I think the Bills has a, have a chance, minus four and a half in Tampa I, Bay. I will just say this real quick about the Bills. Before that – so that game's in week 14. Yeah. And week 11 – they play the Colts. In week 12, they play the Saints. In week 13, they play the Patriots. And then they get the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So by the time they get there, they just might be gassed. You're playing an MC team. It doesn't mean as much. And obviously, you know, you're going to be stoked because you're playing defending Super Bowl champs. When you come through a, a stretch like that, where you're playing two teams that went to the playoffs last year and a Patriots team uh, that knows you well, that's not easy. And then you have to go play an unfamiliar team in an unfamiliar territory, in a stadium, or in a city where you lost your worst game ever, Super Bowl 25, Scott Norwood was in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Just it's nightmare, um, nightmare. Just to uh, add some some balance here, Week 9, the Buccaneers have a bye. Week 10, they're at football team. Uh, week 11, host the Giants. Week 12, they also play the Colts in Indianapolis. Week 13, they're at Atlanta, which I don't think any of us think Atlanta's going to suddenly turn things around. So a slightly easier path, and then they host the Bills there. So um, obviously the Bills have have it stacked against them going to Tampa Bay defensive world champs, but I don't know. I think they have a chance. But again, we're doing this in, in mid-May, and at this point, the Bills and Buccaneers both could be winless. I don't think it's going to happen. That's true. And uh, you know what? Maybe by the time that part of the schedule rolls around, the Bills traded Josh Allen to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers straight up. Yeah, and the, and the Bengals, Bengals could be undefeated. You never know. Any other big matchups that, that stick out to you in your 
14 hours of coverage today that, that got your attention? I mean, there's just so many. It's hard. <laughs> it's it's really hard to come up with. Well, I'll uh, give you I, one while, while you perhaps look for others. Uh, I love week one. Jets, Zach Wilson, taking second overall. Do you know who they play? The Sam Darnold Bowl. I do now. The Sam Darnold Bowl. I love the fact that they immediately put Sam Darnold against his old team. I think Carolina's a much better team. I think the Jets and, and, and Zach Wilson are going to have a, a slow go of it just because they have a pretty tough schedule and they have a lot of turnover, yada, yada, yada. But I do love the fact that's that's a game I'm looking forward to watching in week one. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I you know what? So if people didn't follow the schedule release on Wednesday, the week one games, actually the NFL allowed them to be leaked out by the networks early. So the whole week one schedule was out by 8 a.m. Eastern time. And going through that, I thought it was a amazing week one schedule. I mean, there are some great, great games. Browns Chiefs looks awesome. Colt Seahawks looks awesome. Uh, Ravens Raiders even seems fun. Obviously, you have Cowboys Buccaneers Steelers Bills Ryan. I mean, that's an exciting game. The Steelers have lost to the Bills the last two years, so they they need to turn that around. And then there's some like under the radar games that should be good. Chargers Washington Cardinals Titans. JJ Watt's first game. He's going against a team he knows well because he's from the AFC South. You know, AJ Green's in Arizona now. That seems like a fun game. Then you look at the games that like these probably won't be good, like Jets Panthers, but it's the Sam Darnold Bowl. So that makes that watchable. And then you have Jacksonville and Houston, which is mad. But then you're like, no, that's Trevor Lawrence's debut. So I totally would watch that game. And so I feel like like I'm not even sure what the worst game of week one is because they all seem so good. Is it Broncos Giants? Is it Vikings Bengals? Broncos Giants doesn't look good unless Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Broncos. Saquon will be back. Danny Dines has, has a lot to prove. Um, 49ers-Lions? No, no. I think the Bengals game is interesting because I think Kirk Cousins is now under pressure. They drafted Kellen Mond in the second, third round, excuse me. So he can't be out there goofing around because Mike Zimmer, I, I think, has the is inkling to, to, to pull him. And it's something only that Bengals fans would care about. Mike Zimmer was the team's defense coordinator for six years. So he was in I, Cincinnati for six years. I love the Sunday night game. Bears versus... Um, Chargers. So, is there any chance? Bears, Rams. Going- Sorry. Oh, Rams. Bears, Rams. Is there any chance that Justin Fields beats out Andy Dalton for Week One? Okay. So, I don't even like answering this question because I'm just <laughs> going to get accused of being an Andy Dalton homer. But I really think that unless Justin Fields blows them away, and we're talking like uh, Andrew Luck, his rookie, or Peyton Manning, his, where they're just clearly the best quarterback on the roster. I think they're going to play Dalton in week one. And then, you know what? If Dalton has a primetime meltdown, it's it's primetime. Andy Dalton melts down in primetime. If he has one of those classic meltdowns, boom. Then you start Justin Fields in week two, and you don't even need an excuse. So he, Andy Dalton did all the work for you. But I do think that Andy Dalton's going to be the week one. By starter. the way, week two, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And the thing if is. he got benched. <laughs> I am so convinced that Matt Nagy and Brian Pace are going to ruin Justin Fields because they're trying to save their job. So I think you're exactly right. Week one, primetime game. Um, I don't know what the stat is. You might know off the top of your head. Andy Dalton's not great in primetime. Seven and 16. Yeah, that's not great. So week two, Andy Dalton's old team. He won't even get to stick it to Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. It could be Justin Fields. You know, I I do think now that I'm looking at the schedule that I think they would let him stick around for that Bengals game. Cause I think they feel like he'd be extra motivated. Do we want Justin Fields learning on the fly or do we want Dalton? Who's going to be out there in Terminator mode daytime Dalton, 1 PM game sure. in Cincinnati or against Cincinnati. Like that. that's the only time Dalton's ever in Terminator mode. And worth noting week four, 
the um the the Bears face the Lions, the probably the worst team in football as we sit here. Next week they're at the Raiders, a team that has not a very good defense, so that could be favorable to Justin Fields. And then they played the Packers, who could be without Aaron Rodgers. So that's a three game stretch where maybe you you ease Justin Fields in. Week seven they play at Tampa, so maybe you throw Andy Dalton back out there just to take that whooping. But um, I think we're going to see Justin Fields sooner than later, whether that's the right move or not. I, I feel like these guys with their jobs on the line are going to probably do that. Anything or maybe the Bears go the uh, Dolphins route and they just say, you know what, we'll just we'll throw Fields out there after the bye, no matter how we're doing. Yeah, and then maybe bring him in, like bench Fields in the fourth quarter until we don't hurt his feelings, which is a weird thing that they did <laughs> last year with Tua in Miami. Uh, anything else? Or you want to go to Thanksgiving games? Uh, we can go to the Thanksgiving games. All right. Thanksgiving games three as usual. Bears at Lions, Raiders at Cowboys, Bills at Saints. And it's always been that the third game this has been sort of a wild card because those teams aren't traditionally. Interestingly, by the way, no football team this year in, in the Thanksgiving Day um, trifecta. So Bears play, but typically the Lions uh, have a game. Typically the Cowboys have a game. And then the final game is Bears, uh, Bills at Saints. Is the Bills at Saints, that's the best game, right? I mean, I like Raiders Cowboys, but yeah, I think Bills at Saints is the best game. The crazy thing is like they can pick any teams to play in this, like teams that haven't played on Thanksgiving in a while. They pick a Bills team that literally just played on Thanksgiving in 2019. And then they pick a Saints team that has that played on Thanksgiving, I think, three or four times, uh, two times since in the past three years. So they played in 2018 and 2019. Just they could have put some new blood. You know, we got the Cowboys in lines every year. Give us some some fresh blood. So I mentioned that I think uh, the week four game is when the the Bears play the Lions the first time. Then obviously over Thanksgiving, they play the the Lions again week twelve. Is there any chance that Andy Dalton is still the starter by week twelve? Oh, <laughs> I'm Mister Optimistic. I'm the president of Andy Dalton fan club. I'll put it at like ten percent. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. I mean, you traded up for Justin Fields. You were trying to save your job. You can't win four football games and keep your job as Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And, and that's have, after the bye. After the bye. You're playing the Lions. Is Jared, Let me ask you this. Is Jared Goff still able to be the quarterback at that point, physically? Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> we might not have any starters. Dalton and Goff might both be done. And you look at, before they play the Bears... They have to play. This is Detroit, right? Yep. So before they play Chicago, they play at Pittsburgh in week 10. Uh, we can say what we want about their offense. Their defense is going to smash Jared Goff. Then they play <laughs> at Cleveland in week 11. And then they get to play the Bears in week 12. And Cleveland's totally beefed up their defense. Like Jared Goff, I don't even know if he's going to survive the season. He's not going to get benched because he's playing bad. He's going to be benched because he can't physically play. He's dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let me ask you this. Who has the better record, the Cowboys or the Raiders, when they get together in Week 12? Ooh, that's a good question, Wilson. I am going to say the Cowboys. And I'll give you a little. So Week 8 is the bye for the Raiders. Then they have at the Giants, uh, host the Chiefs, and then host the Bengals. And then they play the Cowboys. So they, they'll have a chance. I mean, they could go 2-1 and one in that stretch. They could also go 0-3. But I think you're right. I think it's the Cowboys. Well, I think my big reason for saying that is the Raiders just have a brutal, brutal 
start the I mean they their week one game Monday night game is against the Ravens that's probably a coin toss because it's in Vegas but I think most people are probably gonna pick the Ravens right yeah then they play the Steelers in week two in Pittsburgh most people are probably picking the Steelers right Raiders have the eighth toughest schedule according to John Breach yep. and then week three they're playing the Dolphins who went 10 and six last year I would think that most people will pick the Dolphins but it might be a flip coin flip there yeah I, I don't know what to make a tool but it's going to be close. Week four, they play the Chargers. So you pick in there. Char- Raiders, Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. So they're staring down the barrel of 0 and 4. So <laughs> it's hard for me to. It, it's it's funny to see how the schedule shakes out because we have a bunch of hard games. You don't expect them to be all grouped together. Uh, but that's what happened with the Raiders at the beginning of the schedule. So, you know, maybe they start 0 and 4 and then your season's over and they can't catch the Cowboys. So I uh, ask the same question Better record, Bills or Saints by week 12? Oh, that one's more difficult, but I'm going to say the Bills. So the Bills, week nine at Jacksonville, week 10 at Jets, Colts, and then they play the Saints. So they have a chance to to sort of get warmed up there. The bye in week seven, and then they come out of that with the Dolphins before they face the Jaguars there. Um, and again, I, I think we sort of forget that Drew Brees is retired. So it's going to be Jameis Winston and then a little Taysom Hill. So you, you really don't know what you're getting. I think people... Just think that Sean Payton can magically fix all that. And I, I hope Jameis does well, but history has not been on his side. All right. It has not. Christmas. Browns at Packers. Again, no way Aaron Rodgers is there. Colts at Cardinals. Um, excuse me. Debo, Debo's Carson Wentz will be there against Kyler Murray. I sort of like the I think the Browns can be really good. I think the Browns are going to win the division. Um, I don't even think that's a hot take. That's certainly less hot takey than the Patriots winning the division. So Browns at Packers. Do you think you don't think that Aaron Rodgers can be on the team, right? <sighs> I mean, he can't, there's no way he is so vindictive and so stubborn. He so the, last, the last time we talked about this, I said 5%. Now I'm up to like 10%. Because Why? I'm in that, you know, the whole no news is good news. It's been really quiet over the past couple weeks. We he haven't is heard- the guy that you're texting him and saying, hey, do you want to do something tonight? And he just doesn't answer. That is, that's not good news. He's just not <laughs> answering you. That's Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, I guess that's true. It's like getting stood up where you thought you had plans. Right. And- They're going to say, we have a game on, on September 9th. Are you going to be there? No he's answer. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, he doesn't answer. That doesn't mean he's going to be there. You need to make alternative plans. There's no way, like it's less than 1% for me right now, that he, on December 25th, he is at Lambeau Field as the quarterback. He might be there in the stands. He's not going to be there as the quarterback of the Packers. It is going to take a Christmas miracle for Aaron Rodgers to be playing the Browns for the Packers on Christmas Day. So, I mean, the Browns are winning that game, right? If there's no Aaron Rodgers, they're winning. Colts at Cardinals. So that's a little more interesting. Carson Wentz, we mentioned. I, you think that he's going to have success with Frank Reich. I think Kyler Murray will continue to get better. I don't know if he'll how much he'll get better. What do you think about that game? That could be a I, good game. Yeah, I like it. But I think that Carson Wentz, if he shows any confidence, I mean, the Colts should be a machine. Their defense is so good. They just need, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is a little bit more mobile than Phillip Rivers because everyone with two legs is more mobile than Phillip Rivers. And it's not even like Wentz is that mobile. It's just that Rivers can't move at all. And just to have that little mobility to open things up is really going to help in Indy's offense. So I think that I would probably take the Colts in that game right now. But, you know, that is in week whatever, 15 or 16. So, yeah, I need Cliff Kingsbury to be a little more aggressive. He was sort of um, disappointing in that regard. 
last year. All right, the international games, too. We'll jump to those real quick. Week five and week six. Week five, Zach Wilson versus Matt Ryan, Jets versus Falcons. Week six, Jaguars versus the Dolphins, Trevor Lawrence versus Tua. Anything stick out to you about that other than the fact that the Jaguars are, again, having to travel to London? I think it's funny that uh, you look at Trevor Warren, Zach Wilson, the top two picks. These people in London, they don't get anything. The NFL never throws them a bone. I think we had that stat where the no team with a winning record had ever been sent there in like 14 years. I think they finally got one. So at least you get the excitement of getting to see the top rookie quarterbacks since Zach Wilson will be there with the Jets, Trevor Warren's with Jacksonville. Uh, and then obviously you have the Falcons who are always entertaining because they might have a 25 point lead and blow it. You know what? They did that last time they were in London. They had a 20 to nothing lead at halftime and lost to the lions. And then obviously, you know, the dolphins are the dolphins. The last time they were in London or one of the last times they fired their coach before they got on the plane. So like, this is all, these are teams that are made for chaos. These are teams you want to send abroad. Who was the coach that got fired? Uh, Adam Gase? uh, no, it wasn't Adam Gase. It, I, can't, I can't. I, yeah, oh my god, it was uh, Philbin. Oh, Joe Philbin. Jeez, good save. All right, let me ask you this so, week six, um, and the Jets are going to be there the week before in week five. By week six, who has the better numbers, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, or Tua Tonga Valoa? By week six, by the end of week six. Which of those three mm. quarterbacks who will have all played in London in the last two weeks? I am going to say. I'm going to say Trevor. I'm going to say I'm going to say Trevor. I'm not sold on Tua. I hope it makes it work. They have Jalen Waddle now, but he just I didn't see a ton last year. I think Trevor's the right call. Zach Wilson, I think we'll have plenty of opportunities to, to wing the ball around the yard, but we'll see um, how that works for him. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll circle back and talk about some of these week one games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right, Breach, we talked about the week one games a little bit earlier, but uh, let's come back to it one more time. Any game in particular that you can't wait to see? Because, I mean, we talked about the idea of, like, Browns-Chiefs is a great game. I think the Browns 
like I think about the Browns two years ago, they opened up against at home against the Titans and Mariota, and they were wholly unprepared. But that was also Freddie Kitchens' debut, unless I'm misrem- uh, misremembering. So I think they'll certainly be better prepared this time around. I love that game. I think my favorite game, because I don't know what's going to happen, is Packers at Saints, because we've talked about Aaron Rodgers um, and whether he will be available or not. Is there any game that you are zeroing in on that doesn't involve the Bengals? I think my problem with Packers Saints is if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing for the Packers, that's not a fun game to me. You know, like I guess well, Jordan Love's debut makes it watch. Eh, I mean, Jameis Winston versus Jordan. I, I don't know. That's it, it's like it's not top five if Aaron Rodgers isn't on the field. And so I'm really intrigued by Cardinals Titans. I know I mentioned it earlier. I think that one could be a lot of fun. I mean, you just look at everything the Cardinals did this offseason season. And obviously, you know, the Titans have been so good for the past few years. And and so this is a good and, and you don't see the Cardinals. I don't think either of these teams really open and cross conference games too often. So it'll be you'll get to see quickly uh, how good either of these one of these teams are. So if Titans come out one by three touchdowns. People will be like, oh, wow. You know, the Cardinals did all that stuff this offseason. Um, Steelers Bills. I mean, you've got to be excited for that, right? Yeah, How's that on your list? I mentioned that the Steelers are 0-2 the last two years. I don't have high expectations. The game is going to be whatever Ralph Wilson Stadium is now called and against Josh Allen, who's playing with a ton of confidence, the defense who's drafted two first-round picks, and the Steelers who have raggedy-armed Ben Roethlisberger out there. So, like I said, not high expectations. I'm interested in seeing um, Najee Harris play. That's going to be fun. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end, Depot's guy from Penn State. Um, I think the offensive line is going to actually be surprisingly good, but I don't know. The Steelers always start slow. Let me ask you this. I've been asking, you know, a million questions about Aaron Rodgers' availability. I don't think he'll be there. More likely Aaron Rodgers there for week one against the Saints or Deshaun Watson's on the field against the Jaguars in week one. Oh, I am going to say Aaron Rodgers is more likely to be playing for the Packers. And I'm at 3% on Aaron Rodgers. I think that either Deshaun gets suspended. um, I don't think he gets traded by then. I, th- I think there's too much. Well, and that's the other thing we just talked about with Rodgers, how no news is good news, even though you don't believe in that theory with Rodgers. But also there's been no news on the Deshaun Watson front. And I think when you're dealing with legal issues, no news is good news does apply, right? Maybe not with Aaron Rodgers, but with court. That is weird. There has been nothing. There was a, a, a you know, 20-something women came out with allegations. And then Aaron um, Deshaun, excuse me, his his lawyer, issued a statement as a rebuttal, and then we sort of heard nothing. So I don't know where Well, then the other lawyer was, like, just throwing things out on Instagram. He's doing things oh, really? you never see. Yeah, he, he, was, he was throwing out, like, the NFL statement, making, uh, like, building his whole case on Instagram. And everybody's like, what is going on here? And now neither of these guys have been talking for, like, three weeks huh. out in public. I, all right, we'll find out. So what's the biggest, likeliest upset in your mind in week one of these games? There's no uh, way. Is there any way that Jared Goff and the Lions beat? Because Jimmy Garoppolo, I would imagine, starting week one, beat the 49ers. I think there's 0% chance. Um, so looking at the point spreads, the Seahawks are two and a half point underdog. Wow. Uh, that So that would be the Bengals are a three point underdog. I could see them winning. I know it sounds crazy. I do not think there's any chance the Lions. Uh, I mean, the Steelers are a six point underdog. That, that's it. That's right there. That's the best chance of a huge upset. Uh, all right. We'll see about that. All right. Let's move on to the Monday. Night. Well, well, what do you think is that? Okay. The Bears. The Bears are a touchdown underdog. I think they can keep things close. Uh, I don't know. What's the Raiders spread? 
four and a half. Ravens are favored by four and a half. I think the Raiders could do something crazy and and win that game. Alex Leatherwood would recover a fumble and take it in for a touchdown. As it would be the most John Gruden thing ever. <laughs> uh, they did draft some defensive guys, so I'll say the Raiders. Uh, I do love the fact that the Ravens drafted two wide receivers that have a chance to help right away, Rashad Bateman and, and Tylen Wallace. But again, week one is so unpredictable, and we're only having three weeks of preseason, which we haven't really touched on. So maybe that has an impact. We'll see. All right, Monday Night Football. How's this schedule? I'm just eyeballing it for the first time here. We just talked about Ravens, Raiders in week one. Week two is terrible. It's the Lions and Packers. I mean, that could literally be Jared Goff versus Jordan Love and or Blake Bortles. Um, week three gets my attention, though. Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott. Is there any way that Debo's Eagles win that game in Dallas? Yes. Oh, I like it. All right. Any other games uh, catch your catch your fancy? I mean, if you if Aaron Rodgers does play for the Packers, let's say that happens in week they, two, then they're winning that game by forty points. Well, then your ESPN, you're like, hey, we got Aaron Rodgers on in week two. We get the Cowboys in week three. We get the Raiders in week four. We get Colts Ravens in week five, which should be a good game. Bills Titans in week six should be a good game. Saints Seahawks in week seven. You get the Chiefs in week eight. I mean, this is a pretty stacks. There's no duds. You know, there's at least one good team. Steelers will be nine. Maybe games. Justin Fields is playing. Rams 49ers will be a great game, at least on paper. Tom Brady the week next week. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a Bills Patriots week 13. Okay. No, you, you talk me into it. There is no bad game, assuming that Aaron Rodgers plays. Week two I would say be- the, the game with the most potential for being a dud is week 15 Vikings bears. And you could have a situation where Kellen Mond has actually replaced Kirk Cousins at that point. And it's Kellen Mond third round pick versus Justin Fields second round pick, in which case it becomes a little more interesting. Even if both those teams perhaps aren't where they want to be in terms of win totals. How do you feel about your Steelers having two Monday night games and getting uh, the short week? Uh, What's the, the first one is the bears that I see. Where's the other one? Week 17. Oh, at the bottom there. Oh, boy, that Browns game. And now it's a situation where I'm concerned about playing the Browns. And then you get a short week and you have to go play at Baltimore. Yeah. At that point, it's probably Mason Rudolph playing anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you think they're going to be bad? They're, yeah, Breach, according to your schedule release post, they have the toughest schedule in human history. Yeah, but Mike Tomlin has never finished under 500. No, th- I mean, so this year you can't finish 500, obviously. I think they'll win. They'll they'll be what nine and eight now, or something like that. That seems reasonable. The good news is, and you may dispute this, but I don't think you will. If your team has a tough schedule, it's almost certain that the other teams in that division have similarly tough schedules. So the Ravens have the second tough schedule. Um, the Bengals are tied for six, but somehow the Browns got a got a little um, pass there, and, and their game their schedule is slightly easier. So we'll see if they can take advantage of that. I think the Browns are going to be good. All right, so that's Monday night. What else we got here? Let's talk quickly about Thursday night. So let's see. The first Thursday night game, week two, I sort of like this. And I think that the the, the Giants versus Washington. Well, well, hold on. So just so you know, looking at this, the first few Thursday night games of the year, always on NFL Network before they jumped to Fox National Broadcast. And you can always tell where the NFL Network games end. Can you tell based on the schedule? Week five. <laughs> it's football team versus Giants week two, Panthers Texans week three. Week three is Jaguars Bengals week four. Excuse me, and then week five is when we get to the the nitty gritty. And then you get Rams Seahawks in week five. Fair enough. 
I think the week two game could be interesting, though. Danny Dimes versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think both these teams are the favorites to win the division. I like the Washington football team slightly better than the Giants based on the offseason um, things that they've done. I think Washington could actually be sneaky good. I also think that Panthers-Texans, that week three game, might be the worst game on the entire schedule of all 272 games. By the way, if you're Sam Darnold on that game, that is a confidence builder game. If you go out there and lose that game, you have to retire immediately after that game. I mean, but also, you're the Panthers, and you're thinking, all right, we've got the Jets in week one. We've got the Texans in week three. So if we can maybe upset the Saints in week two, uh, there's a path to three, you know, there's a path. Um, but for the Thursday games, you know, I think the, the Cincinnati Jacksonville game is watchable. I'm not saying that as somebody who likes the Bengals. I think that, yeah, no, those are two young quarterbacks who in five years from now could be the best quarterback in the NFL. And then week six, they get Tom Brady going to Philly to face an Eagles team that beat him in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I like this Thursday There's schedule. a clear line of demarcation, as you noted, of when the game goes now. Because <laughs> the rest of the schedule from week five to week 16 is, is pretty, pretty stout. Like the week uh, 15 game, Chiefs at Chargers, that's going to be a fun game. I mean, we all watched this together last year after Tyra. I think it was a Tyra Taylor game where he got stabbed in the long with that, and Justin Herbert had to come in for the first start. That was the Chiefs game, wasn't it? Yeah, they should let Taylor do the coin toss. <laughs> yeah, Something. they should have won that game, except that, you know, the coaching staff got extremely conservative down the stretch, and, and they it, they sort of brought the loss on themselves. But Justin Herbert played well enough to win that game in L.A., so, yeah, this is a fun schedule, the, the Thursday night matchups, especially after after week four. But I do think that Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow matchup week four is, is one worth watching. And and let's not forget, we have a Patriots-Falcons matchup Oof. in week 11. I'm going to set that spread at minus 11 and a half, Patriots, and they're going to Atlanta. Who are you taking, minus 11? I'm going to set it at negative 28 to 3. 28.3 is the spread? Uh, yeah, and we'll see what happens. All right. All right, finally, we'll talk about the Sunday night games. Um, so kickoff is is uh, Cowboys-Bucks. We talked about that. Week one. Well, we real talk- quick, based on that game, the Cowboys have three Thursday games in the first 13 weeks of the season. Like, that's insane. Who did Jerry Jones anchor? Uh, I, I mean, or the NFL's like, let's just put the Cowboys on Thursday every night. No one cares. Everyone will watch. We'll boost the Thursday ratings, and then Amazon will pay us more money for Thursday rights. That's their whole plan. So just doing the eyeball scan, the Packers, ooh, three Sunday night games. They don't know who the quarterback's going to be. The Chiefs appear to have three, which makes sense because of the Chiefs. And the Steelers have two. Week 18 is TBD because they can flex that out. Like, why would you put the Packers on three times? Because uh, you're banking. Well, I read an interview on NFL.com with the people who make the schedule, and they said you can't. Like, we can't base the schedule on one player. We're already practically done with what we're doing here. If we try to rearrange everything, because Aaron Rodgers might not play for Green Bay, what happens if he does play for Green Bay? Then we just reverse. Well, then maybe you need to talk to the schedule people, Ryan. I am more sure now than ever, because he will be vindictively retiring just to screw up the the, the Sunday night schedule. So that week two game looks awesome. Chiefs at Ravens. And the Ravens have played the Chiefs close, and other times they haven't. That's when... um, Patrick Mahomes a few years ago made the no-look pass. So the Chiefs play the Ravens, and then week five they play the Bills, and then week 10 they play the Raiders. Like, which team has the best chance to be the Chiefs of those three games? Uh, man, let's see. Ravens are at home. 
We got the Bills at Kansas City. We got the I mean, the Raiders beat them last year and gave them two close games. And I feel like your divisional team, you just know them so well. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Raiders. All right. I think the Ravens have the best chance in week two. And you know what else I like is that the Raiders play the Chiefs uh, in week 10, and then they play the Bengals in week 11. So they're going to have a letdown game, classic letdown game, Sunday night against Kansas City, and then huh, we're playing the Bengals. All right. We'll see how that goes. That's in Vegas. I'm going to convince my family to go. If I miss the podcast in week 11, it's because I'm in Vegas for Bengals Raiders. All right. uh, Week 16. Football team versus Cowboys. That's going to be a sneaky game the day after Christmas. Like, I mean, it definitely does feel like there's some duds that could get uh, flexed out. You know, if the Cowboys in Washington, we saw what the NFC but they're East going to be was. The two, they're going to be, I mean, I think the Giants obviously in the mix there, but I think those have a chance to be the playoff implications there, I feel like. Oh, I think the Packers and Bears are Packers, Vikings. Like, if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, every single Packers game is, is a candidate to get flexed out. Can every one of these games get flexed out? Uh, I don't think so. I think the flexing starts in week five. Oh, okay. So the first, unfortunately, the first Packers game is week three for the NFL. So if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, but after that, they can flex out every other Aaron Rodgers game. Are right, anything you else you want to mention about the, uh, the the Sunday night schedule before we wrap this thing up? Uh, I'm anxious to see that TBD for January 9th. And don't forget, there is a Saturday doubleheader on January 8th in week 18. So that's so week 18. I just saw the headline. I think both Fox and CBS will have double headers that day, which is just like in week one. People were asking about that on Twitter when I tweet out the week one schedule. Like, you got the times wrong. They don't both get a double header. And I was like, guys, I got these directly from the networks. I didn't get the time wrong. Do you know who I am? This is all I do. <laughs> I got one job. This is what I'm doing. Uh, I wait yes, all year but- for this. I'm like the cicadas, the 70, 17 year cicadas. I am like the 11 month schedule. I just come out of the ground, come out of my basement. Right. And write about the schedule. Any scheduling quirks we should know about, Breach? This is your bread and butter. I don't know if anything you came across during your 14 hours of live blogging and all this that caught your fancy. Uh, I will give out a couple. I already mentioned that the uh, the Cowboys are one of four teams that play two road games to start the season. It is the Cowboys, Broncos, Vikings, and 49ers. I already mentioned the Cowboys play three Thursday games. Denver Broncos. They are not scheduled to play a Monday night game this year. That is the first time since 1991 the Broncos have been left off the Monday schedule. Mm. Uh, so that one is a shocker. That, By the way, if Aaron Rodgers ends up there, he will get flexed into Monday night somehow, right? Um, yes. Can you he, flex into Monday night? You cannot, but they are doing Monday night flexing starting in 2023 when the new media deal kicks in. Oh, okay. So not this year. Philadelphia Eagles. They have nine road games this year. They do not play a single team on the road that had a winning record last year. Ooh, no excuses. Think about that. Debo should be celebrating like right now. So what's the math on teams that have nine? This is unheard of. What's the math on what teams having nine home games versus nine road games. Is it split? The the AFC teams have nine home games, eight away. And the NFC teams have eight, home and nine away nice. so well the eagles have nine away games and every single team they play had a losing record last year so they play the cowboys the giants washington falcons the panthers the broncos the lions the raiders and the jets that's their away schedule that might be the easiest away schedule in the history of football so 
I don't know if Tebow's here or he's tending to other things. Do you know, Breach, off the top of your head, the, the win total at William Hill for the Eagles? Because they, I mean, they should be doing, they should be pretty good, right? I'm trying to look. I mean, them. based on their schedule, you would think so, but, you know, it's Debo's Eagle, Eagles and, you know, you just never know. But uh, their win total, I Win do total seven. I'll hop in real quick. Seven. Seven. I mean, Debo, do you hear the stat about the Eagles playing no teams with a winning record on the road? Yeah, I slacked you guys. Fourteen and three. We're on the road to fourteen and three. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, he did. He did put that stack. Fourteen and three. Here we come. Fourteen and three. I'm laughing, but it's realistic. I'm just like going through their schedule and the Eagles, and that's why you know the straight to schedule isn't a huge thing. You should never. It's no. It's not the end all be all. It's not the thing you should do is look at the weakest and the hardest. That's it. You don't need to look at the middle because it's all the same in the middle. But at the ends, it's a lot different, and the Eagles are like the perfect example of this. I mean, so seven. So, so should you bang the over on seven? Uh, You're I, hesitating. Like they're good for eight or nine wins. We just don't know how good Jalen Hurts is. That's my only problem. That's the only thing that worries me. Is he going to be better than Tua? I feel like he's better than Tua. I do think he'll be better than Tua. All right. Well, there you go. So I think you have to bang the over. On All that. right. So we'll keep. I got a couple more scheduling quirks. What do you got? The Chicago Bears do not play consecutive home games all year. Okay. I don't know if that matters for that. I know Joe Musso and, and Matt Snyder and Tom Fernell are excited about it. But at the end of the day, I think the Bears are not going to be great. And now we're going to go to Ryan's favorite team. Yep. Passive aggressive breach. Hold the- on. Here it comes. Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have one of the craziest scheduling quirks of any team in the NFL this year. And that scheduling quirk is that they have, if they play four straight home games and not only that, but they have a buy in there. So they play five straight games, five straight weeks without leaving Baltimore. Like that literally never happens. I can't even remember the last time a team had four straight home games. Well, I was John Harbaugh must be happy about that. So that's great news for them. I'm trying to find the exact. Um, so they have four, five ish straight home games, but the Browns, according to John breach, have the easier schedule. So from October 4th until November 10th, the Ravens don't leave Baltimore. So they go a full month. Do you have the teams in front of you? I can look it up real quick if you don't, who they're playing. Yes, I do have that. They play the the home streak starts in week five. They play the Colts, the Chargers, the Bengals. Then they have a bye in week eight, and they play the Vikings in week nine. Okay, so let's see. Colts, I mean, you think they win that game. The Chargers will be a tough win. Uh, you imagine they the Bengals and the Vikings. All right, are you taking two and two or three and one? Uh, I mean, four straight home games. I'm going to say three and one. Yeah, I think that's right. And obviously their only loss is going to be to the Bengals. Of course. That's right. And then let's see. Uh, for the first time ever, we have teams getting a buy in week 14. That is the latest buy that has ever been given out. The Colts, Dolphins, Eagles, and Patriots all got the week 14 buy. Uh, and the only reason I'm bringing that up is because it is the latest buy this year. Uh, the Buccaneers got the latest buy last year. So the team with the latest buy last year won the Super Bowl. 
So that is another interesting little quirk. And then I'll end with the fact that the Carolina Panthers have a borderline impossible (laughs) closing stretch. I feel sorry for them. So if you think Carolina could be good, right? And then all of a sudden you look at their schedule and you see their final four games. So starting week 15, their schedule goes at Buffalo, home against the Buccaneers, at New Orleans, Mm. and at Tampa Bay. Like literally your best chance of winning a game is you have to hope that Jameis is hurt and Taysom Hill is playing that game. But also you're going to Buffalo in December. So if you even survive on the ice plan of Hoth to play (laughs) the next three games, you know, so not only do you have three of your final four on the road, but you're playing all these teams who were really, really good last year. I mean, it's insanity. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. All right, Sam Darnold. Got to earn it. They picked up your fifth year option. He is going to have to earn it. Um, Those those are all the quirks I have for now. Maybe when uh, Brins gets back from vacation, we'll talk about more quirks. Wow, that's a great job, Johnny. Thank you for your input. That is the schedule release podcast as uh, Will Brinson is doing things not related to work. Cheers to Brinson's vacation. Yeah. Say a prayer for him. because I can't make fun of him because I'll be on vacation next week. Yep. You will be following in his, in his footsteps. And Wilson be... doesn't take vacations. Yeah. Nah, that's the thing. I'm <laughs> passive aggressive angry about it. But, uh, yeah, so that's the wrap on this podcast. Thank you for listening, guys. Come back next week, and we'll be doing – we'll have a mailbag on Friday. And, of course, we'll be back next week while John breaches on vacation and uh, in perpetuity. See you, Johnny. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.